Hey everybody, this is Matt, pastor and disciple of Jesus Christ, and you are listening to The Truth Podcast, the show that sheds the light of the truth on the things that truly matter. And today we're going to talk about one question, and I think this is a a question that we all ask at some point in time in our lives, and that is, how could God allow this to happen to a Christian? Or... Why do Christians suffer? You see, we all have times in our lives in which something happens. And we don't understand. Perhaps it's the death of an infant. Perhaps it's a medical problem or maybe the loss of our sight or a limb or even something far more drastic. Usually we go through something like this and we ask, at least in our heads... What is going on? Why, God, are you allowing me to deal with such a thing as this? The good news is is that even Jesus Christ, from the cross of Calvary, asked God why. Do you remember? Nailed to the cross, Jesus asked in Matthew 27, 46. The Bible says, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. And that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, even Jesus Christ asked God why. So I want you to know, it's okay to ask God why. Because when we ask God why, we're just simply saying Explain it to me. Make it make sense. Let me see the end result. But too often, that's never given to us. And too often in those times, we struggle to understand, where is the goodness of God? Where is the love of God? But if we're Christ followers, we know that All things work together for the good of those that love him and those that are called according to his purpose. But that doesn't explain the pain. That doesn't explain the suffering that we're dealing with right now. So, today I want to jump in and explain the idea of suffering, loss, and hurt. Why is it that God allows these things to happen? And while we're not going to get to the bottom of this, this is only a 30 to 35 minute podcast, and this is a very, very deep question. I do hope that by the end of this, you'll have a better understanding of why it is that God allows things that we don't understand, and that we don't like it when it falls on us, but I wanted to walk through some of those reasons. Because I think God gives us or allows us to walk through times of suffering, loss, and hurt for our benefit. And I know that sounds crazy, but trust me. I think that once we understand that when we go through trials, it's not always bad, but perhaps God is trying to teach us or correct us or even strengthen us. So, 
we have to start and realize that this world is not the way that God intended it to be. We, we talked about this in the first podcast. We said that the world as God made it was perfect. Everything was good. In fact, if you go to the creation narrative in Genesis, it talks about every creation that he, he makes, he says, it's good. Everything he made was good. There was no death. There was no sickness. There was nothing that happened against the will of God. Everything he made was good, including humanity. But you see, sin destroyed that perfection. And all that perfection that God had made now, this doesn't mean that God is merely riding shotgun because sin destroyed his perfect world. It doesn't mean that he's sitting back without control of the world and the universe and he is essentially just along for the ride. The truth is that God could interject at any point in time if he so chooses. He could stop an infant an infant from dying. He could stop wars. He could blink and everything would be destroyed and he would have to start over. But the point is is that we have to understand that it's not God's fault. It's humanity's fault. Humanity's sin caused death. Humanity's sin caused war. Humanity's sin caused cancer. And it's humanity's sin that continues in all that we see. But we have to understand that God's hands are not tied. He could end evil tonight. But the problem is, if he were going to destroy all the evil in the world, he would have to wipe everything out. Because we're all evil. We're all sinful. We're all fallen. Therein is the problem that he doesn't do it. You see, God is simply letting humanity live out the choice that they chose. You see, we chose to disobey. He said, don't do, th- don't do this one thing, and humanity turned around and did it. They, they thought that they knew better than God. So now God is saying, you're going to live out the consequences of your decision. Because from the foundations of the earth, God knew exactly what was going to happen every moment from the time of creation until today. He knows everything that's going to happen from today to the end of the world. And guess what? He's not surprised by any of it. There's nothing that has ever surprised God. There's nothing that ever will surprise God. God is as present right now in this very moment as he was throughout every moment in all of history. Now, it's hard for our little finite minds to understand this, but God is present at every moment in history of time and space. And that is because God is not confined by time and space. He's just as present today as he was at the death of Jesus Christ. He's just as present today as he was when he created the universe and everything else. So let's first understand that God is fully aware of all the things that are going on in the world. 
God has not uh, taken his hand off the wheel and it's just completely going awry and he has no idea. He is very well aware of everything that is going on. That's what it means when we say that he is an all-knowing or an omniscient God. However, you see that there's people that will say that they can't believe in a God that would allow suffering or death or, or innocent children to die, starving all over the world. But you see, this is where those of us who know Jesus Christ, those of us who are Christ followers, we have to stand up and say, that's not God's original plan. You see, we took God's original plan and we threw it out at the very beginning. And we decided that we were going to live by our own plan. And our own plan is what we're in right now. Well, let's be real. And let's be honest enough to call it what it is. Because you see, people like that, they want to claim that innocent children dying all over the world is tragic. And hear me, that is tragic. But here in the U.S., there are unborn babies being killed every day. You see, we can't blame God for something and then pass the buck on others. If dying children all over the world is an atrocity, which it is, guess what? So is killing millions of babies in the womb. But that's another podcast for another day. The point is, is that we can't blame God for this. We like to blame other people. That's human nature. The problem is we have to say it's our fault. Because truthfully and honestly, it is. God never created the world in which we now know it the way it is today. He created the world perfect. But you see, evil didn't come from God. Evil come from the evil one, come from Satan. In the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verse 19, the Bible says, The whole world lies in the power of the evil one. You see, Satan is to blame for all the sin in the world. And it was through the work of the evil one that sin entered into God's perfect world. It was his lie to Eve in the garden that sent humanity into a tailspin that, let's be honest, we've never recovered from. Now, you may say, well, if God knew that this was going to happen, why didn't he just stop it? Well, there's an answer that is very, very simple. It's called free will. You see, that means that God gave humanity the right to choose. Yeah, yes, God could have made a group of cooperative obedient robots that just did exactly what he asked every time he asked and just praised him when he wanted the praise but instead he chose to give humanity free will he he chose to give humanity the right to choose to better understand it let's put it in terms of parents and kids so i have two kids and if i tell them when they're out playing don't run on the sidewalk, because you could fall and the concrete is going to skin your knee up. You could hurt yourself. So I, I've told them that. But if they decide to take off running down the sidewalk and they fall, am I to blame? No. 
it was their choice. I warned them, and and I reprimanded them if I if I saw them doing it. I, I tried to stop them, but ultimately, they have a choice. The same is true for humanity. It's not God's fault. It's Satan's lie and it's humanity's choice that is the reason that we're in the predicament that we're in. So, first we need to understand that part of the reason that Christians suffer is because we live in a fallen world. That is one of the biggest reasons that we suffer. If we're going to be a part of this world, this world is fallen And everyone in this world is fallen. Now, you may be redeemed, you may be in Christ, but you are still living in a fallen world. And that means you're going to have to deal with hurt and loss. But there's another reason. Another reason that that, that we deal with suffering and pain and loss and hurt is because that there's times that God needs to correct us. There, there are times that we've just begun to stray off the path that he has for us, and he needs to get us back on path. He, he needs to bring us back to the point where we rely solely on him, and we don't get off into our own understanding. You see, this happens the longer that we get into our Christian life. You see, we begin to think that, hey, we've got it all together. And in the good times, we get too self-reliant. And we lose track of the fact that God's still in control of all things. And perhaps it is that we, we slip off into sin. Or we allow things into our lives that should never be there. And there may come a time when God tries to bring us back onto the right track when we lose sight of the important things and we begin to become so focused on the worldly things, perhaps it is God has to come into our world and he has to take some of those worldly things, those those possessions that we only have here on earth, perhaps he has to take some of that away to help remind us that we have to be reliant on him for all things. You see, not all pain, suffering, And loss is negative. Perhaps in the moment it may seem that way. But in the grand scheme of things, in the overall aspect of all that we have going on in our lives, perhaps it's God bringing us back to the point that we're useful to Him. Because that's my story. You see, I had the call to become a, a teacher and a pastor, I, I knew that I was called to preach from an early age. But the older I got into my teenage years, the more I had made the decision that uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find something else to do. And, and so I ran. And I, I took off and I tried all of these different things. And nothing that, that God put in my life, not my parents, not my friends, not... Anything that God put in my life would I listen to. And then God took my grandmother. And when he took my grandmother, it sent my life 
into what felt like an absolute tailspin. But in the end, he had my attention. In, in the end, he, he corrected me. In the end, he brought me back to the point that I had to fall down on my face and fall down on my knees and say, God, I can't do it on my own. And then it, it became, whatever you need me to do, Lord, here I am, send me. And from that point in time in my life to today, it has just been amazing to see what God has done. But you see, God loves us just like your mom and your dad love you. Or if you have kids, just like you love your kids. And there's times that they have to be corrected. There's times that they have to be brought back on to the path that you need them to go down. It's the same in our Christian walks. Perhaps the trial or the suffering or the pain that we're going through is not because anything bad that we've done, but it's God saying, hey, I need you to come back over here. I need you to get back on track, and I need you to do what I've asked you to do. God will often use trials and suffering as a way to correct those who are wayward. Sometimes there are those who are particularly hard-headed. And this guy right here is one of them. And we continue to run, and, and we do things that we deem fit until God gets our attention. Oftentimes it is something that is painful because he knows that that is the only thing that is going to drive us back to our knees and back into his presence. He knows that a minor speed bump's not going to deter us. We need something that is going to shake our world. And when he does it, we realize that we don't run our own lives. We are just dependent on him for everything. We're dependent on him for the breath in our lungs. And it's then that we fall back on our knees and we seek him and we say, help. But another reason that God allows suffering and loss and pain is because he's trying to make us into better Christians. He's trying to make us more Christ-like. Now you may be thinking, what in the world are you talking about? But if you go to Romans 5 verses 3 and 4, the Bible says we rejoice in our suffering. Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our heart through the Holy Spirit, who he has given to us. So perhaps God is trying to teach us to be patient. Perhaps he's trying to teach us endurance, which he promises will produce character. You see, not all pain and suffering is negative. There's times when God is trying to build our character so that we become stronger, more faithful servants. And it also allows us the opportunity to serve as an example for those who have been through a painful situation. For example, I have a friend who, who lost her son, and she has turned that accident into an outreach for those who are dealing with the pain 
of losing a child. Now, that doesn't mean that she has all the answers. And it doesn't mean that, that she can answer all the questions. But it does mean that she can say, hey, I've been there. And let me tell you what I did that worked. Let me tell you what I did that didn't work. Let me tell you that those moments that you just want to curse God, those are the moments that you just need to fall on your knees and you just need to praise Him through that storm. You see, these are the times that God is using a loss or a painful experience so that we can walk with others through the same issue. We can come alongside them and give them a shoulder on which to cry, an ear on which to listen. There have been many people who have learned incredible patience and gentleness in living through a difficult situation. Oftentimes that's the only person, those that have lived through a tragic event that can show the kindness and the love and the gentleness that is needed for those who are currently walking through that painful experience. But finally, I just want to say, Sometimes it's none of that. Let's look at one example from Scripture. Look at the story of Job. The story of Job is a story of a man who loved God. And he was tested simply because God wanted to show Satan that those who love him do not have to be continually blessed in order to serve him. You see, people who are looking at Christ's followers in the world, they're trying to figure out why it is that we serve the Lord. Because to them, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. When they see us in our struggle, when they see us dealing with suffering and loss and pain, if we're still able to praise the Lord and give thanks to God, then my friends, that's going to make them ask questions. Why is it that you're dealing with cancer and you can go to church and pray. Why is it that you're dealing with the loss of your son and you can still sing praises to God? I mean, aren't you mad at God? But you see, that allows us the opportunity to say, no, 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 I'm not mad at God. I don't love God and serve God because of what he blesses me with. I love God because he loved me first. And not only that, because he sent his son to die for me so that I can live eternally with him. That's why I love God. If we, as Christ followers, can't be a light in our own suffering and pain and hurt, then what hope does the rest of the world have? If they look on and they see Christians getting mad and blaming God for all of the trials and sufferings that they go through, then guess what? They're going to do the same thing. But perhaps if they see us worshiping God and praising God and thanking God, even in the difficult times, it's going to make them ask questions. There's several reasons that God allows for those who are Christ's followers to walk through difficult times. These are not all of them by any stretch of the imagination, but I think these are some of them. And the important thing is that we understand that just because we are Christ's followers doesn't mean that we're going to 
ride off into the sunset on flowery beds of ease. We will still face suffering. We will still face pain. We will still face loss. And the biggest and the main reason is that we, we still reside and we still live in a fallen world. And it's not going to be until Christ returns and he takes his church out of this fallen world into a place of absolute perfection that we no longer have to deal with it. However, I think my encouragement to you is this. When you walk through difficult times, walk as a child of the King. Walk as a servant of the Most High. Praise Him through it. Love Him through it. Worship Him through it. Share Him through it. And live for Him through it. Because the world outside is watching. And what a witness it is to see one suffering and still able to praise God. Because we know that this world and everything that we have in this world is not our home. And we know that all that he has for us in the life to come is so much better than anything we can ever even imagine down here. So, the truth of the matter is that I, I can't fully explain why God allows evil to happen or, or why he allows Satan to do the things that he allows him to do. But I do know that it is part of his divine plan from the very beginning of the foundations of the earth. I do know that he is a sovereign God in full control of absolutely every aspect of this world. I do know that he loves us. And I do know that one day, evil and sin and Satan will have their place. And it is the place that God created, the lake of fire, hell. But until then, I can't fully explain the fact that there are things like wars or famine or tsunamis or earthquakes or murders or rapes. I don't know. I don't know why God allows all of those things because sometimes we don't get the full picture. You see, we're left here looking at the pieces and we never get to see the top of the box. But I do know that he is sovereign over all things and that there's nothing that will ever fall to us that he does not know about or allow. So, the next time we face a trial of suffering or loss or hurt, I'm going to give you the advice that Charles Spurgeon said. Charles Spurgeon said, when you go through a trial, the sovereignty of God is the pillow upon which you lay your head. In other words, when you go through a trial, look to the one who is in control. Look to the one who, who rules the whole 
universe and ask him not why is this happening, but ask him what and how. What do you want me to learn? And how can I give you the glory? I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast today, and I look forward to seeing you back here next week. And I hope that if you like this podcast, you will tell your friends and your loved ones and invite them into the truth. If you want to reach me, you can do that also by email, thetruthpod1 at gmail.com, thetruthpod1 at gmail.com. If you have questions or even ideas that you would like to hear us discuss, feel free to drop me an email. And finally, remember, you are loved. You are always seen. So live vertically. God bless.